Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mula po sa Quezon City, I'm Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. President Rodrigo Duterte has signed the telecommuting law will tell you what you need to know and understand before you start calling your boss from home. As you already should know by now, a company has supposedly run off with passport data of an untold number of Filipinos. There are still more questions than answers since DFA Secretary Teddy Boy Loxin revealed the fiasco on Twitter last week. We will recap what we do know so far and what this all could ultimately mean for citizens, data, privacy, and your peace of mind. Back from Boracay, environment officials are now targeting Manila Bay and its polluters. The DNR and Malacanang are now warning everyone from hotels to Manila Zoo. But it has actually already been 11 years since the Supreme Court called Manila Bay, quote, a dirty and slowly dying expanse because of the indifference of people and institutions. Close quote. Beyond the lonely elephant in Manila Zoo, the truth is the DNR and environmental scientists have long known who the main polluters of Manila Bay are. We'll remind you in a bit. And at the end of this newscast, we talk about fake news. A new groundbreaking study from Princeton and New York University looks into concerns that a whole generation of young digital natives, millennials, are being raised at a time when they could be vulnerable to all kinds of misinformation and outright hoaxes. We have good news and bad news. The good news, millennials are more resilient to fake news than we think. The bad news, We'll tell you who's really the gullible ones in our society and in your family. Yan po ang headlines for today, January 14, 2019. Ako po si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. Give us no more than 10 minutes of your time. We'll go deeper. Just in time for the start of 2019, President Rodrigo Duterte has signed the telecommuting law. Let's talk about this law with our correspondent, Mikel Bolante. So, Mikel, pwede na ako mag-report galing sa bahay? Can we start suing our companies if they force us to wake up, get dressed, and go through Manila traffic every day? <laughs> Robbie, let's manage people's expectations. This is a law that allows companies to put in place their own programs to encourage telecommuting. But this is not compulsory. For every company, both employers and employees must first agree to what their company's telecommuting programs will actually look like. But assuming some companies will, because may benefits it for both workers and employers, this act will ensure that telecommuting employees receive the same rights and the same treatment as employees working out of company premises. So the law's real innovation right now 
is it sets minimum labor standards for concerns such as pay, overtime, night shift differentials, and how, for example, telecommuting days will affect or not, halimbawa, mga leave credits mo. Okay, so Marina, who stands to benefit from this law? Meron talagang industries for which this isn't applicable. Industries that require workers to be on-site, for example. Hindi ka pwede mag-telecommute if you're in a factory or sa service industry, if you're a waiter or masahista or manning the front desk sa hotel. Obviously, this is especially relevant to office-based positions like writers, researchers, or account executives. You can also imagine how this can be applied to work involving sales all the way to billing and collection, whether wholesale or retail, employees involved in creatives and design, engineering, architecture, of course, IT companies and BPO sectors were already pioneers in telecommuting schemes long before the law was passed. So what does this mean for people who cannot telecommute for work? Yung mga nabanggit mo na, halimbawa, the factory workers, engineers who have to be manning machines, drivers. Apart from workers and their lifestyles, Traffic is one targeted beneficiary of the law. Part ng objective ng Telecommuting Act is not just to give people more time with their families, but also to get them off the roads so traffic in general improves. So kahit kailangan ka pa rin pumasok, if more people stay at home, ikaw din at some point you can wake up a little bit later, mas mabilis ang drive or commute mo to work, at mas maaga ka rin makakauwi. So everybody wins, but are there any potential losers? Well, establishments that rely on business from workers like canteens and restaurants, yung retail sector, everyone from small shops to malls na, let's face it, benefit from a heavy traffic. They could see some drop in business. So potentially, the transport industry could take a hit. But for buses, the MRT and taxis, there could be an upside too. If traffic improves, mass transport and public transportation in general could actually pick up if people find the experience more tolerable, even more pleasant. Kasi mas kaunti ng kaagaw, mas kaunti ang siksikan, and with less traffic, even taxis and TNVS drivers can manage more trips. So as with anything, depende na rin sa diskarte. But the one thing for sure, the telecommuting law will compel many sectors to adjust as telecommuting programs spread. Okay, thank you, Mikel. Did a former DFA contractor run away with our passport data or did they not? A tweet from Foreign Affairs Secretary Teddy Boy Loxin has everybody worried, but it has also so far generated more questions than answers. Loxin tweeted that a former outsourced passport maker ran off with all the data when its contract with the DFA was terminated. The DFA secretary seemed to suggest that the government mishandled the situation. Loxin did not say who the contractor is, how many people are affected by the data fiasco, or when all of this happened. He only said that the DFA cannot and chose not to do anything about it. But Loxin's predecessor, former DFA Secretary Perfecto Yasai, says Loxin is misinformed and is misleading the public. Yasai says none of the data has actually been stolen. It is just that the DFA cannot access it. Now, in any case, the DFA has no control over the data. In fact, this whole controversy came to light only because Loxin was trying to answer citizens' questions. Why are they being required to resubmit application data even when they are just trying to renew expiring passports? 
doesn't the DFA already have that data? Loxin was candid enough to admit, not right now, they don't. That's why they're rebuilding the database from scratch. Now, while we wait for DFA administrations past and present to shed more light, let's discuss what data exactly we're talking about and why there is legitimate concern beyond the renewal of passports. Our correspondent Janina Magundayao is keeping track of this issue. Janina, what kinds of data exactly are we talking about here? Robbie, even before we consider what's on a passport, let's consider what goes into an application for a passport. For first-time applicants, even for those renewing expiring passports, birth certificates are required. Ang daming information dyan, for example, your birthday, your birthdays, your parents' names, even your parents' occupations at the time of your birth. Yes, but Teka, there's a whole generation of Filipinos who grew up volunteering those same information for every single form. Everybody from my schools to my past employers and banks and the NBI already have this, diba? Yes, and yes, you've learned to take it for granted, even though it was already sensitive at the time. And lalo na ngayon, we have the internet, e-commerce, e-governments, and those same data can somehow link you to all the sensitive parts of your life. Your mother's maiden name, for example, banks and credit card companies, that's a typical security question to confirm who you are. But in the wrong hands, it makes it easier for somebody else to pretend they're you online. Studies have also established that majority of people use this easy, basic, low-hanging information at the core of their passwords for all things on the internet. Yung napakababaw ng password mo, that's a problem in itself. But that that information is controlled by someone other than the government you trusted, that's a separate issue that aggravates the most basic risk facing citizens in the digital world. Salamat, Janina. Back from Boracay and a six-month closure to fix the environmental crisis in the resort island, government officials are now focusing on Manila Bay. Last week, they threatened hotels around the bay, and most recently, the headline was about effluent flowing straight from Manila Zoo. Now, in fairness, the estero that flows through the zoo passes through many other districts and is polluted by an undetermined number of establishments and communities. Indeed, it's worth recalling studies from as far as the 90s citing that the number one source of pollutants in our waterways that flow into Manila Bay are not zoos, not hotels, nor even factories. The majority of pollutants in our waters are domestic waste, household garbage, so the main source is all of us. Now, of course, government itself and the private sector are also accountable. In fact, 20 years ago, in 1999, a group calling itself the Concerned Residents of Manila Bay sued government. It asked the courts to order, specifically the MMDA, DNR, DepEd, DOH, DA, DPWH, DBM, DILG, Coast Guard, and PNP Maritime Group to clean up the bay. Now, therefore, is a good time to remind a decision on that was handed down as early as 2002. In 2005, the Supreme Court itself affirmed an order for the agencies to, quote, restore Manila Bay to its former splendor, close quote. Specifically, the Supreme Court told the DANR 
to take the lead and call for regular meetings with the other agencies. The court directed the DILG to direct the LGUs of Metro Manila, Rizal, Laguna, Cavite, Bulacan, Pampanga, and Bataan to inspect establishments for wastewater treatment facilities and septic tanks. The MWSS was ordered to oversee wastewater treatment, the LUWA to oversee sewerage and sanitation, the Department of Agriculture to improve marine life, the Coast Guard and PNP Maritime Group to arrest polluters, the PPA to prevent the dumping of ship-generated waste, the MMDA and DPWH to remove structures violating the Urban Development and Housing Act of 1992. The MMDA was ordered to establish a sanitary landfill, the DOH to look into septic and sludge companies, the DEP-ED to institutionalize lessons on environmental protection, and then the Department of Budget and Management was ordered to allocate a budget. All of these were ordered by the Supreme Court nearly 20 years ago. The DANR now taking the lead basically reminds us we are on item number one on that long, two decades old to-do list. But since you are a fake uh, news uh, outlet, then... Dapat, meron tayong gagawin dito sa phenomenon na fake news. I'm not going to give you a question. You are fake news. Biktima rin po ako ng fake news. Fake news is a real phenomenon and a real problem. But a new study suggests that concern over the youth, millennials, are overblown. A study by Princeton University and New York University says that actually digital natives are not prone to falling for unreliable and dubious information, particularly if sharing fake news on social media is any indication. The youngsters they don't pass bad information on. But the other side of the study's findings is also surprising. For all the concerns expressed by elders, it turns out senior citizens, those who grew up on newspapers and TV and radio news, are actually more susceptible to sharing fake news. In 2017, more than a year before this latest study was published, one of its authors, Princeton's Andrew Guess, spoke about people's vulnerability to wrong information, our overestimation of our capacity to tell truth from fiction, and ironically, our underestimation of the power of technology to be part of the solution, not just of the problem. People, of course, are inherently susceptible to reinforcing information, and um, you know, bots can often um, be seen as a symptom of democratic dysfunction rather than perhaps a cause of it. And, um, you know, if the solution does involve some measure of kind of AI to kind of counteract some of the tendencies that we're seeing, then I, you know, there is a risk in seeing kind of bots and algorithms as this sort of bogeyman that can kind of sway the mass public into believing anything, which I think is something that we don't have a lot of evidence for. Indeed, now Princeton and NYU have established data to the contrary, that in fact, netizens are more skeptical than we think. Except that it is in fact older people, warning of the digital apocalypse, who are more vulnerable to believing fake news. 
Using social network data culled from the last U.S. elections, they found that Facebook users 65 and above were actually seven times more likely than 18 to 29-year-olds to share fake news. And that is now a fact. The first tropical cyclone of the year may be brewing 3,000 kilometers east of Mindanao. It's expected to enter the Philippine area of responsibility on Friday. The PSE main index is up 1.5% from Friday's close. It has ended the day at 24 points above the 8,000 level. The peso closed slightly weaker than last week. It's now trading at 52.26 to a greenback. And that's today's edition of Puma Podcast. For the latest episodes, subscribe to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Maraming salamat po. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.